Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya But I am excited that we're back and we're giving you the right stuff the right way. We're kicking off our four-week series uh, called The Right Stuff the Right Way, and it's for authors, first-time authors, experienced authors, uh, avid readers, uh, just giving you tips for writing. If you know someone who is uh, aspiring to be a writer or has been procrastinating writing a book, call them right now and tell them to tune in to Real Talk with Tanya White. Call the number at 347-215-6446 or tune in to chat at Blog Talk Radio backslash Real Talk with Tanya White. If you're a first-time listener to Real Talk with Tanya White, I am your host, Tanya White. And here at Real Talk, our mission is to give you real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Every show is uniquely designed with you in mind. And by the end of the show, we want you to change your no-I-can't attitudes into Yes, I Can Action. And we do that each and every show. This show continues to get rave reviews from wonderful listeners such as yourself. So keep them coming. You keep us focused. You keep us on our game. And you keep us striving for excellence each and every show. And because we bring a real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. We have two fantastic sponsors now of Real Talk with Tanya White. Yay! We want to welcome our new diamond sponsor, Ms. Loretta Faith Harris. She is helping you turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit her site at www.chpublishing.org. And she is going to be one of our guests tonight. She has written a book, The Journey Less Travel, so she's going to give us some great information and share her wonderful testimony. And we also like to say thank you to Dr. Tanisha Ford. Tanisha Ford is your tour guide to happiness. You can visit Dr. Ford at www.drtford, as in the car, dot com. 
visit those websites, purchase their books, book them for your radio show or next event. I promise you will not be disappointed. And while you're visiting websites, go ahead and visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya White is T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com. Sign up for Tanya's Tips, a free weekly e-newsletter that gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Today we was talking about how to make a major comeback, so that will be a very interesting issue for you. Also, while you're on the website, check out one uh, and purchase one of my books, Relationship Reruns, uh, which continues to get rave reviews, or my first book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. You can purchase those right on the website or purchase them right on the Blog Talk website or at Amazon.com. Ladies, my new book, my third release, is coming out in September, The 99 Mills Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. That book is going to be funny, hot, give you some practical tips, and it's going to create a drama-free life for yourself despite all of the difficult men in your life. So watch out for that. We're going to have a big Blog Talk release party in September. So uh, watch out for that. Tonight, as I said, we'll kick off our four-week series entitled The Right Stuff, The Right Way. Our topic tonight is Write That Book Already. And we have three terrific authors tonight who are going to lavish you with million-dollar information that is destined to push you to the next stratosphere of your writing career. Like I said, these ladies have million-dollar information. Liz Curtis Hicks, Higgs who is from Louisville, Kentucky, my wonderful city. She still lives in this beautiful city, and she is the author of so many books, uh, Bad Girls of the Bible series, which you may be most familiar with. You cannot walk into a bookstore without seeing the Bad Girls of the Bible series, and that book alone, that series alone, has sold over 3 million copies. So listen, she has some great, fantastic information for you tonight. Loretta Faith Harris, she is a new author and publisher, and she has written her book, The Journey Less Travel, and she's going to share her tragic story. I was just getting chills just reading uh, some of it, and she's going to tell you how to turn your tragedy into triumph. And last but not least, we have Victoria Christopher Murray. Now, you guys have been blowing up my email, blowing up Facebook, saying how much you love this lady. Everybody loves her. She is a national essence best-selling author of many urban Christian fiction books, uh, such as Temptation, Grown Folks Business, The X-Files, and her latest that is getting rave reviews, Lady Jasmine. And tonight we're going to have all three of those ladies on. You can call in 347-215-6446 to ask questions, share your testimony, and also we're going to have a little trivia question throughout the show so that you can win books from these wonderful authors. We're going to tell you when, and we're going to give you the questions, so stay tuned for that. Again, if you know a, a, a author or you know a reader who is a fan of one of these ladies, Call them right now. Tell them to tune in to Real Talk with Tanya White. And uh, and that number again is 347-215-6446. We're going to have fun tonight. We're going to have an informative show. And we're just going to give away so much stuff. Now, we have a little segment here called Are You Serious Moment. And that's just a moment just to just to think about some of the things that happen in the news that made you say, are you serious? 
And we have an opening for that, if I can find it. You all bear with me. Uh, just an Are You Serious moment that has my wonderful niece on it. Can't find it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna start that right now. Just thirty seconds. Of are you serious, moment? Are you serious? Are you serious? The big thing that's happening this week. Everyone is talking about the basketball player who left his bride at the altar, and everyone is saying, "How could he do that? How can he do that?" But I look at both sides. I see that as one of the most uh, healthiest choices that he made for not only him but for her because. Instead of marrying somebody and making that person miserable, even though he called it off, uh, we think, too late, I think it was right on time. So uh, I think he's made a wonderful decision uh, to really be in tune with his heart. But everybody's walking around saying, are you serious? Are you serious? Like my lovely niece, Emery. So that is our Are You Serious moment for today. And as I see, we have our wonderful guest on deck, online, and we're just going to get right to Miss Liz Curtis Higgs. Like I said, she is from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, in her best-selling series of the Bad Girls of the Bible books, workbooks, and videos, Liz Curtis Higgs breathes new life into ancient tales about the most infamous and intriguing women in scriptural history, from Jezebel to Mary Magdalene, biblically sound and cutting-edge, fresh, these popular titles have helped more than one million women around the world experience God's new grace. Her best-selling historical novels, which transport the stories of Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, and Dinah to 18th century Scotland, have also helped her readers view these familiar characters in a new light. And I don't know about y'all, I'm a very, I love the Bible, and I love the Old Testament, and I love the stories that talk about all women, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so I am excited to have Miss Higgs on tonight so that she can share. So we would like to welcome, for the first but not the last time, Liz Curtis Higgs to the show. Hello, Miss Liz. How are you? Well, I'm wonderful. Thanks. I am fantastic. I'm excited, if you can tell, to have you on the <laughs> talk. With oh, come on, Tanya. You're always excited. <laughs> you know I am. I really am. But <laughs> I am deliciously, fantastically excited to have you on tonight and just to talk about your writing experience all your wonderful books if we can. But before we get started, before I dig in, Miss Liz, can you tell us who you are in your own words? Well, I can, and I'm going to cheat. I'm okay. going to give you the 50 words or whatever it was that I had to describe myself on Facebook. Because, okay. you know, it forces you to say, who am I, really? Here yes. it is. I love being a wife and mom. I love exploring the stories of biblical women. I love writing Scottish historical novels. I love speaking at women's conferences. I love connecting with readers. I love traveling to new places. I've been to 10 countries so far. I love taking pictures. And I love singing in our church choir, Tra-La. So that's me, baby. That's the real deal. You are every woman, Miss Liz. That's why I we am. connect. That's why I get excited when I read your website and all the wonderful things that you are doing. Now, let's dig into these questions. Our topic tonight is write that book already. This is designed for writers who have been procrastinating on writing oh, that book. And, you know, I was a huge procrastinator until I got a wonderful coach who was your publishing mate, I think, Valerie Burton, and she oh. birthed that book out of me. And so that's what I want to do tonight with this show, with your wonderful words of wisdom. So let's start. Let's dig right in. When did you know that you had a passion for writing? Well, I'm embarrassed to say I was 10. Uh, embarrassed because 
between the time I was 10 and knew I was called to write and started writing books. Now, not that they're ever going to be in print, but I think when a fifth grader sits down with a marble notebook and a little number two Ticonderoga pencil and and writes out, handwrite a full-length book. I did about 10 of them yeah. uh, as a child. Uh, and I have them very carefully hidden away. They'll be buried with me. They'll never go to print. They're terrible. But it showed that passion for the word, to get those words on paper. And I suspect a lot of your listeners are exactly the same way. They started writing as a kid. They've always thought of themselves as a writer, but they're not published yet. They haven't taken that extra step. And maybe we can help with that tonight. But I, I sadly, I did do some things right. I wrote those books as I was compelled to do. I was the editor-in-chief of my school paper, and I oh. majored in English in college, all of that good stuff. But, you know, then I kind of parked my dream for about a decade, shoved it on a back shelf, and forgot about it. Mm. Uh, and it's not all bad because things were happening inside me that really gave me something to say. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. a big difference between saying I want to write a book and I have something I'm dying to say. Oh, Miss Liz, you got to let that marinate one for about five seconds. Mm -hmm. I say that all the time to people. Whew, now we can breathe again. You can go head on. <laughs> it's so profound. I say that all the time. Well, but it's true because that's what people say, I want to write a book. And when I, then when I say, what about? Um, if there's a stumbling, then you know what? You're not ready to write it yet. You have to get to the place where this message or this teaching or this story or whatever it is, is so you're so pregnant with it that you have got to give birth or die. It has to get to that place because writing is so hard. Yes. Tanya, I've done a lot of jobs. I did 10 years in radio, um, some of those years in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I did um, many years of speaking. I'm coming up on 25 years of professional speaking. Mm -hmm. I've stood in front of audiences of 13,000. I've done big stuff, but I have to tell you, writing is the hardest thing of all because you have to discipline yourself right there we're in trouble some of us mm -hmm. discipline yourself to stay in that chair yes. and not get up and go do something else man your house is never cleaner than when you're supposed to write okay i know miss lee oh you know the the to-do list of all other things gets done sometimes before writing uh, a lot of times people will say i just can't find the time to write we all get that you know what None of us can. It doesn't just fall out of the sky, this, this spare time. No. You have to make the time. Um, and luckily, this is such a blessing, after you get into a project, the project itself will compel you to get in front of that screen. Yeah. Uh, because you're just, you, you start to realize not only the joy of what it will be like when it's done, but the process becomes cool. And that's when you're a writer, when the actual writing process is exciting to you. It's still hard work. It's never yeah. not hard work, but it, it becomes fun work. It becomes something you're excited to be doing. And uh, and it took, I just think the reason I, I didn't write for a while is I wasn't ready to write for a while. Then I went to a writer's conference. Actually, that's a lie. I, I mean, I have been to many. But this particular thing I heard on a tape. Mm -hmm. I'm all about get CDs and stuff from writers' conferences and feed your mind. Mm -hmm. um, but this woman said, I want you to get ready for this question, Tanya. Okay. This woman said to me, you have 30 seconds before you leave this planet. Mm. 
What message do you want to leave behind before you go, starting now? I'm looking at the clock. I'm listening, Tanya. 28. What do you got to tell me? 25. Wow. Come on, girl. (laughs) Your turn. You can do all things that you have set your mind to do. There you go. I mean, but, you know, it's scary because the clock really is ticking, and this woman on this tape, she just waited in silence. I was driving in the car, and I had not yet written my first book, and it exploded out of me. I said, I want every woman on this planet to know that she was uniquely created and is beautiful to the one who created her, whatever her size. Because I'm a a big, beautiful woman, so that's a passion for me. But once I said it, it was like, Okay, then that's the book I have to write. So you've got to start with something you're that passionate about that if you were leaving the planet, it's the last thing you wanted said, the last message you wanted to put forth, because it'll take that much to get to the end. Wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, I'm having a blast with Miss Liz Curtis Higgs. If you have a question, call 347-215-6446. She is giving million-dollar information and confirmation to me, Miss Liz. Everything you said, I, I, I've already gone through the process, so now I can appreciate it. But when I was going through it, it was hard. But you now bet. it's a confirmation, and it's just going to inspire me to just do it, keep doing what I do. Yeah, got to do what you do. But first you have to figure out what you do. So that, you know, that first passion place, that's where we all begin. And let me just tell you, it's that way with every book. I've done 26 books, and every book, it's like you're starting over. There's no, the engine is not running. You have to put fresh gas, starter up. What are you excited about now? What can't you wait to do? There are additional pressures that come after you've been published because other nasty things factor in like, will it sell? Will it sell as much as the last one? Will it be well-reviewed? But you know what? You just cannot get sidetracked by that. You have to think, what's in me that has to get on the page? And the focus has to be on the reader. It can't be about, this will benefit me. Uh, I know one of the things we're hoping to talk about, if we don't run out of time, mm-hmm. is um, uh, the best way to get ready, what you need to do to get ready to, to move forward, one of the most important things you can do. Uh, and the first thing is to care more about your readers than yourself. Oh, my goodness. Let that marinate. I hope you all hearing this million-dollar information. Go ahead, Miss Liz. Yeah, it's true. Well, you have to because so many times uh, at a writer's conference, uh, a not-yet-published writer will come up to an editor and say, I want to be published. I have this great idea. I have, and the first one who's ever thought of it, I, 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 I. And what's going to get their attention much more is to say, listening to my friends, my family, my neighbors, my co-workers, um, my audiences, if you're a speaker, here's what they're telling me their greatest need is, and I'm excited to say I actually have a way to help meet that need. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking their language because they are about meeting the needs of a reading public. And so you've got to figure out what is the need and what is in me that uniquely – Nobody else can do it the way I'm going to do it. How can I meet that need? Now, here's what happens. Tanya, we go into a bookstore and you go, oh, my. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else has already met this need. Well, they have. They're doing their best, but no one person is ever going to meet everybody's needs, even on a really specific subject. They still need to hear it 
in a fresh voice, and that's you. So don't be discouraged about what's out there. A publisher is going to ask you um, what's out there that's like your book, and they actually do want you to say something. They don't want you to say, this has never been done before because that means you haven't done your homework. And you're not going to have an audience. You've got to start from scratch. That's right. Either there's no need for whatever it is you're creating, or you haven't done your homework to see what else is out there. So it's a little humbling, but you have to say, who else? has done this mm-hmm. and how have they done it and then they want to know the publisher's next question is and how is yours different what do you bring that's different and as long as you can sort those out they're thrilled to know there is an audience and you're going to meet their needs another way wow million dollar information miss liz i'm just thoroughly over here jotting down my notes and oh good join real talk with tanya white we have liz curtis higgs author of 26 books but uh She's also the author of Bad Girls of the Bible series, and she is just giving million-dollar information right now uh, that helps everybody. And I was just thinking when you said uh, the discipline part and mm-hmm. how is yours different, and that's just not with writing. That's really fulfilling your passion because when you know that, then you can be focused on what you are supposed to do. Oh, yeah, discipline is needed in anything, and passion is definitely needed. Um, What I think I didn't realize with writing, when you meet with an editor, and I just have to say this now, lest our time get away from us, the most important thing you can do, most important, is go to a writer's conference. Mm -hmm. Now, people think, oh, but I know how to write. Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. That's not really what you're going there for, although I know your writing can get better because mine can get better. What it's really about is immersing yourself in a world with other people who share your passion. It's about meeting editors face-to-face, publishers, representatives face-to-face, meeting agents, and telling them your idea. But here's the key. You go to three writers' conferences. You go to a small one near home, inexpensive. You don't, watch now, you don't say anything. You don't promote yourself. You don't talk about your, 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 your project. You just Listen, absorb, take notes, go home, and do the stuff you learned there. Then you go to a little bit bigger writer's conference, Mm -hmm. all right? At the second one, you are allowed to ask questions. (laughs) Raise your hand, ask questions. You're still not talking about you, you, you. You're just going to listen, maybe volunteer to be helpful, get to know some people. Um, And whenever you open your mouth, be sure that you're saying bright stuff (laughs) because Okay, because now there might be somebody there who wants to know more. It's better if they ask you, tell me more, than if you tell them more than they want to know. Third Writers Conference, okay, now you're going to go to a big one with Mm -hmm. editors there, with lots of people there, and you're going ready. You've got your stuff down. You know what you're doing. You're going to make appointments with those editors. You're going to have a beautiful pitch about your project, ready to go, focused on readers, and you will make a knockout impression. What you don't want to do is go when you're really inexperienced and talk about yourself because the editors there are looking at you going, I have to remember not to pursue that one. Exactly. Yeah, so don't shoot yourself in the foot. Go as a listener first, a reader the second time, and as a writer the third time. Wow. Now, somebody uh, listening to this, they might not know. Where do they start looking for these writers' conference? Can you give some resources on Oh, sure. Um, Obviously, I'm going to direct you to my own website just because I have a page there with helpful information, and there's no money involved. It's just a page. It's LizCurtisHiggs.com, 
and you click on Help for Writers, mm-hmm. and then there's my own story there for what it's worth. Everybody wants to know, so there it is. But much more important are links to other things, including writers' conferences. But you know what? If you just go on the web and Google Writers' conferences, Mm -hmm. they will pour out. There are so many of them going on. The main thing is to look for one big enough that they have editors there. Because there are writers' conferences that are small and they're very helpful, um, but they're they're more about people encouraging each other and there aren't very many, I don't know how else to put it, any pros there. Um, There are other writers, which is awesome, and that serves a great purpose. But but you want to get to one where there are editors there, the decision makers there, um, because they will give you feedback. (laughs) And it can be tough, but they'll give you what you need to know. So just Google Writers Conferences. I promise you, wherever you live, there's going to be one in your state, in your region, uh, and then there are some big national ones too. If you write um, faith-based kind of material, obviously Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of conferences like that, but there also are general conferences or ones for mystery writers or ones for um, journalists. You know, whatever writing can be done, magazine writing, whatever, it's out there. It's out there. You just have to go look That's where that discipline comes in. And, again, if you just join World Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to the magnificent Liz Curtis Higgs. And, Miss Liz, you have been so gracious to donate two of your wonderful books. And what we're going to do today is do trivia. And so one of our listeners has to call in. I have a little trivia and make them earn it. And then we're going to go back into some questions. Is that okay? You bet. Now, you your best-selling book, three million copies, right? Of Bad Girls of the Bible? No, uh, Bad Girls, that series has sold a million, and then with all my other books, I'm at three million. million. I guess probably closer to four. I don't really count. Well, that's a lot of books. And so we're going to focus on the Bad Girls of the Bible. And our first question, and someone can win uh, your Embrace Grace book, which I love. Miss Valerie sent that to me. Uh, And we're going to ask, in the Bible, Hannah had an evil nemesis who taunted her. So much that she went to the sanctuary and was forced to travail to the Lord in prayer because she was barren. Uh, Who was her nemesis? If you know the name of the woman who taunted Hannah so much to the point so that she went to the sanctuary and travailed in prayer, call 347-215-6446. Let me give you about five minutes, and you can win free of charge, Miss Liz Curtis Higgs, book, Embrace Grace, Welcome to the Forgiven Life. So this is an awesome book if you're seeking uh, uh, to learn more about forgiveness and great inspiration. Now, Miss Liz, you talked about going to writers' conferences and uh, everything. Now, when you know the publishing industry is changing. And you talk oh, about- boy, it sure is. <laughs> I'm kind of grateful that I'm already – Part of it because it, yes. there's no question it's a little trickier to get in now. But you know what? Books are still happening. So yes. don't be discouraged. Just because it's changed doesn't mean it's bad. It, it doesn't. You just have to be, step up that discipline and step up that awareness. Now, what are some important things uh, that first-time authors need to weigh before making a decision of seeking traditional publishing versus uh, self-publishing? What are three things, that you, advice that you would give them? Sure. About? Well, first of all, with um, this is assuming that you already have either a manuscript or you're at the stage where you have 
a cover letter ready to rock. You've got a full table of contents, and you have the first three chapters if it's a nonfiction book. With fiction, you have to have a finished novel completely done before you can start knocking on doors. They want to know you can actually finish it. With nonfiction, they're willing to look at three chapters, a proposal, a, a table of contents, rather, and a letter. Um, so when you have those in hand, what to do next? Is that our question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, first up, now most houses require that an agent bring them a project. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is using literary agents to be the clearinghouse for them. Yeah. So the days of sending a manuscript off to Random House over the transom, as they used to say, are completely over. Uh, though, of course, every once in a blue moon, you'll hear this great story about how an editor found a manuscript laying on a bus somewhere. You know, yeah. they're out there. But the real the reality is, you're going to need an agent. Uh, and so, um, so finding an agent is going to be critical. The good news is, you find them exactly the same way you find publishers, and they also are at those writers' conferences. Agents are looking who are looking for for people. Um, again, you're going to find some direction on the web, but be very careful because so many people long to get published there are sadly a lot of scams out there Mm -hmm. where they want to take money from you to read your manuscript no legitimate literary agent requires a reading fee Mm. so you know so don't be spending money on them looking at your manuscript that that should be a red flag right there um, the best way is to talk around, and if you're um, going to writers' conferences is great, but also there are writers' groups that meet um, at bookstores around town or in schools, various places. Again, you can often find them on the web or in your local newspaper. Um, and people exchange information about, about good agents, so there's lots of ways to get through the door. Um, and the door is not quite so big as a great big publishing door. So, um, you know, that's going to be what's going to happen next. You can self-publish, um, but the big concern there is how are you going to help those books sell? Mm-hmm. Uh, my very first book back in 1992 was a self-published book, a little, it was tiny, it was 100 pages, 4 inches by 4 inches. <laughs> But that was back in the day, I mean, way back in the day, when little books were very popular. And I thought it made sense as a self-publishing author to start little. But I did a very first class. I hired a fabulous artist. It was all good. And we sold about 7,000 copies of them in six months, which isn't bad because I'm just doing it myself. They weren't in stores. You know, it was me selling them in the back of the room when I spoke. But here's the key. When I approached a publisher... With my big book idea, um, which was One Size Fits All and Other Fables, it's now out of print, but that was my first real book. When I approached him about my big book, I said, by the way, here's a little self-published book I did. What it said to the publisher was, okay, she understands the book process. She gets what that takes and what it looks like and so and promotion and all that. So they actually picked up that book as well and, and published it. Exactly right. as I did it. Isn't that a crack up? So, yeah, um, and it also shows them that you're willing to pay the price uh-huh. to do what you have to do to, uh, you know, get those books out and sell them. Oh, and yeah. Create and expand your audience. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Miss Liz Curtis Higgs, and we're winding down. But, Miss uh, Liz, we have a caller from California. Maybe they know the answer to our question. Hello, California. 442. Hello. 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 Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Are you calling to answer our question? 
Yes, I am. And it's uh, not California, it's London, UK. L- London, UK. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for calling. How are you? I am fantastic. I just saw the 442 and went on. Mm. What is yes, your name? It's Pastor Barbara from London. Hi, Pastor Barbara. Hello. Thank you for calling from London. What is the answer to our question? Who was Hannah's nemesis? Panina. Panina. Very good. Is she right, Miss Liz? Oh, she's absolutely right. And I'll tell you, that was a pretty esoteric question. So I am impressed. Yes. <laughs> Very impressed. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm well, so excited to, you know, to to hear Liz Curtis online. Do you know, funny enough, I've actually got that that book. Bad that Girls of the Bible. Bible. Absolutely oh. love it. Thanks, Pastor. I appreciate it. I had the friends of mine. I remember I got it about two, almost two years ago. When I got the the book, a friend of mine who hadn't come to the Lord, I bought that book, and when I went through it, I gave it to her. She began to look at the Word of God in a different way. It wasn't so boring for her after all, and we didn't seem so boring anymore, and she was just totally encouraged. And when I just came online to notice that you were on, I actually called her, and I hope she's listening in from wherever she is that you are online, and so... You know, I just wanted to say thank you for that wonderful way that you just put, you know, the Bible, you know, in a different perspective, a way that everybody can understand and begin to relate to. It's been an encouragement, not only for my friend, but also for me, because you begin to see yourself as a person who God can take from whatever situation, you know, like everyday situation to begin to use you. So may God bless you. Oh, what a gracious thing to say. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Barbara, and congratulations, you won. I just sent a Thank message you. in the chat. Send us your um, mailing, and we will mail that out. And we'll mail some other uh, goodies for you, too, for sacrificing and calling all the way from London. Well, God bless you, and I enjoy your show. I'm glad you're back. Thank you so and much. I'll I needed listening. a break. Thank you so much. You God keep bless listening. you. Bye-bye. 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 Well, Miss Liz, before we go, I want you, when we didn't, of course, get through all the questions. That we <laughs> well, that's how that works, you know that. Well, we're going to have you back and email you some dates, and you can come back and give us some more million-dollar information, encourage and inspire us. But before you go, let's uh, talk about uh, at least four Arthur must-dos uh, that will help them. Yep. I'm ready for you. First of all, we we already touched on this earlier. Care about your readers and ask this question. Will my book help them, inspire them, equip them, inform them, entertain them, change them? What can my book do for them? That's the first thing. The second thing is so simple. Write. I have people I meet all the time say, I want to write a book. So when I say, what are you writing? They say, well, nothing yet. No, write, write, write a paragraph, write a page. Just write. Get in the process of writing and always edit. It's never Mm -hmm. perfect. It's never done being polished. Keep writing. The third is write up your alley, girlfriend. Be real on that page. Don't write what you think people want to hear. Write who you really are. Yes. 
when I wrote Bad Girls of the Bible, I just opened my heart and poured that blood all over the page. I was yeah. so honest about my past and how I was a former bad girl mm-hmm. and related to all ten of the women that I talked about that people got it. They said, okay, yeah. she's not playing at church anymore. She's being real. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is work hard, pray harder. Yes. Work hard, but know that you are never on your own steam going to write a book that will change people's lives. Sorry, you don't actually have it in you. But somebody who made you does, and it will flow if you will work hard and pray harder. Work hard, pray harder. Million-dollar information, Miss Liz. I have been thoroughly enjoyed you today. And like I said, we're going to have you back. People don't know I've been uh, – I contacted you in December – and I'm so glad that it finally <laughs> happened. Well, listen, come and see me on the web. It's LizCurtisHiggs.com. That's just that, www.LizCurtisHiggs.com. Hit me on Facebook. Hit me on Twitter. Yes. Use the same name, Liz Curtis Higgs, no hyphen there. And, uh, and you know, on my website, I've got all kinds of helpful stuff. Help all for speakers, help for writers. Yes. All kinds Go of free newsletters, whatever you need. Go to that website, everybody. If you have a question, contact Miss Liz. She is so professional, so timely. She gets back with you. And like she said, she is so real. You have been a joy, Miss Liz. We're going to follow up with you later, okay? God bless you, sis. Thank you. God bless you, and have a great night. I'll do it. Bye-bye. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we have had a fabulous conversation with Miss Liz Curtis-Higgs, author of 26 books, most notably Bad Girls of the Bible series, and all of her books together have sold, uh, she said it's up to $4 million now, which is phenomenal. So if you miss any of that interview, check out the archives. We're set with our next guest in deck, but before we go to that, we're going to take a break and uh, get some water, take a stretch, and then we will be back to talk to Miss Loretta Faith Harris Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Traveled, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your copy of the journey less traveled today. Man, I've been trying to call her all day. Where's she at? This is the fifth Christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together, and here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend, but he never wants to tell me where he's going. It's funny, he always has to know where I'm going. Trying to call her and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns. 
how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationships. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. drama. I love Mary J. Blige. And if you just tuned in to Real Talk with Tanya White, we just had a phenomenal interview with Liz Curtis Higgs, author of the Bad Girls of the Bible series and 25 other books. She was phenomenal, gave million-dollar information. Now we're going to move to uh, our next guest, Loretta Faith Harris, who is also our new Diamond sponsor here on Real Talk with Tanya White. We like to say yay and thank you so much, Miss. Faith, uh, Faith has a uh, just a story that it, it really gave me chills just reading some of the excerpts. So we are delighted to have her here. She is a blog talk host, an author, a teacher uh, by profession, which I love. And yes. so we'd like to welcome to Real Talk with Tonya White for the first but not the last time, Miss Loretta Faith Harris. Hello, Miss Faith. How are you? Hi, Tonya. I'm fine. How are you? Girl, I am fantastic today. I'm glad to be back and glad to interview you and talk about this. Just, I'm telling you, reading your book just made chills go over my spine. So I'm very excited to have uh, you here and so that you can inspire somebody that even in the midst of their tragedy, it can turn into triumph uh, if you learn the lesson. But before we get started, Miss Faith, I want you to tell our audience who you are in your own words. All right. Well, let's see if I can do this in 50 words or less. Okay. Um, my name is Loretta Harris. My mother um, named me Loretta, but my nickname is Faith. Um, at birth, she just felt the need to dub me Faith. So for the past 29 years, I'm referred to by friends and family as Faith. So when I do introduce myself, it's Faith Harris. So I'm a reading teacher, as you stated, by profession. I'm an author and also a publisher of my own books. I'm also a personal trainer. That is something that I do in my personal hobby. Um, I love working out. I love eating healthy. I love cooking. Uh, wow. As you stated, I'm a radio personality, so I do host, um, co-host the radio show, uh, Keeping It Real, um, every third Wednesday on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And I'm just someone who has a, a testimony and a, share, a story to share and just passion, great passion for life. Wow. You sure do, and I did not know you were a trainer. We're going to have you back in November (laughs) as we're talking about getting healthy for the new year. Uh Definitely. Um, And so that is great information. Now, Faith, Uh now that was no accident of your mother naming you that. You know that, right? After reading this chilling story, you know that was divinely picked out. But when did you know that you had a passion for writing? Well, it was during my sixth grade year. It's something that um, I kind of ventured over into. We were writing stories, and I wrote this miniature play. Um, 
I remember it vaguely. There were two characters, a boy and a girl. They were good friends. I remember their journey. They were walking down the road. They were talking and sharing and discussing a rock. Mm. And after writing that uh, that story, I knew then that I was going to write books. And I knew specifically I was going to write children's books. However, I didn't know that I was going to be writing my own memoir, um, Mm. highlighting the tragedy, as you mentioned, that I've had to endure. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you said sixth grade, Liz said fifth grade. I always uh-huh. wrote, but, you know, as a child, those little tests come that we have to take. And right. you know that I did not do good on the reading and the writing. So I had uh-huh. I was stigmatized most of my career, uh, uh, school career until about uh-huh. 10th grade. So, okay. uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Now let's get into this story, mm-hmm. The Journey and Less Traveled. Yes. And we're going to take our time, as much time as we can, before uh-huh. our time runs out. Tell us, how was this book birthed? Okay, 2006, May 24th, as a teacher returning from school, um, I was head, it was a head-on collision, individual running from the cops, uh, it was a hit and run, um, my vehicle was totaled, crushed, and an individual within the car that I was driving unfortunately lost his life and another mm. was injured. I was left for dead at the scene of the accident, um, I was airlifted, trauma-hawked to Orlando Regional Medical Center, there where intermittently I was in and out of consciousness. However, reports stated mm-hmm. over three times I have died since the accident in, in route to the hospital and also on the operating table. Had massive injuries. My in, complete left side was totally crushed, severed. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, I suffered a mild brain injury, um, over a dozen surgeries on life support for over a month. Um, doctors basically wrote me off and told my family, look, we haven't seen a case so severe that has survived, so prepare for her funeral. Day mm. in and day out, doctors told and informed my family that she is not going to make it. We don't anticipate it, so go ahead and prepare your fare- your farewells. Um, because I come from a very praying family, that was not an option. Death was not, was not an option. So they prayed. They prayed and they cried out to God and they said, don't take my faith. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually I had some up days and I had some bad days when the doctors thought I was turning for better. I got worse. And just a lot of incidences and occurrences took place. Um, and eventually I pulled through. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, Tanya, I remember my last surgery. And it, was my la- it wasn't even my last surgery. I probably had a couple after that. But I remember... After I came through, I was in medically induced coma for a few weeks. After I came through, I remember whispering in my mom, mom's ear as they were pulling me off to the to um, surgery, and I told her, Mom, I don't think I'm going to make it. At that time, I had a um, breathing device, so I couldn't speak, so I was only, you know, whispering. So she said, don't say that. You're going to make it because I was in such immense pain. And um, after coming through that, um, I began to get better. After that surgery, I began to get better because what took place was internal bleeding from ulcers and a lot of other complications, but I began to get better, and that's when I started to fight. And I'm going to tell you, on July 27th, my book, The Journey Less Travel, that was the first insert for my book because that was when I received the news of the casualty that happened with the young guy that was traveling with me. Mm-hmm. And that day I knew I had to write my story. I either had to write it down or I was going to lose my mind because mm-hmm. I vividly remember that day. It's Chapter 5 in my book, The Devastating News, when they told me somebody had died very near and dear to me. I mm-hmm. thought I was losing it. I thought they would have to 
admit me to a, a mental institute because that was it. Mm-hmm. I felt my mind, I don't even know how to describe it, but that was the day I asked them for a pen and a piece of paper, and that's mm. when I started writing The Journey Less Traveled. Wow. And if you just got chills just hearing that, you would get chills reading this book. I know I had a, uh, my auntie was in an accident, um, uh, a head-on collision where somebody in there died. And so um, I kind of know what you went through, but she probably know better. Uh, I'm definitely going to recommend your book for her. Um, Wow. If you just join us, we're talking to Miss Faith Harris. Uh, what three things, our time is running out, we're going to have to have you back, Miss Faith. Uh, what three things, you know, you, you said give me a pen, but how did you, I know you didn't finish the book mm-hmm. all in that one setting. How did right. you work through actually, like, pouring your heart? Because you poured your heart in, in the words of these pages right. Uh, right. and just didn't write it down. How right. did you come to terms with, okay, I'm going to pour my heart and be, you know, to give somebody hope that there is uh, triumph after tragedy. How did you work through that when, you know, because sometimes obstacles get in our way, we don't want to do it, we don't want to rehash tragedy. How did you work through Mm -hmm. that? And see, that's the key thing right there. You said it. Tragedy is not a a delightful topic. We we really don't want to face it or deal with it or even talk about it. Mm -hmm. But... In my book, I give seven steps to developing a conqueror's mentality. Wow. You can overcome tragedy, but the first thing is you have to face it. So yeah. me asking for a pen and a paper, I was facing it. I was finally realizing that this is happening to me. This is mm-hmm. no story. I'm not in the middle of a horror flick. It is a horror flick, but it's reality. Yeah. So the first step that I took is to just face my my adversity. It's happening. Now what? What am I going to do? Unfortunately, life doesn't prepare you for tragedy because tragedy strikes and you don't know. You don't have time to prepare for it. However, you can get the necessary tools to overcome it. First, face it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Know that it's happening. Once you face it, you have to change your perspective. Now, see, I was not, I was immobile. I wasn't able to move, talk, feed myself, nothing like that, change my diapers, nothing. So I had to change my perspective. I was very depressed and I was very, um, I mean, it was it was emotional upheaval. But anyhow, after I faced the adversity, I began to write. And my writing became therapeutic because mm-hmm. I released my frustrations and anger and, you know, just the why me's and all the questions that trauma victims have. And through that writing and release, I began to feel healing. So mm-hmm. I had to break that barrier of, of fear and face it, and not only that, but I think the author mentioned prior to me that you do have to discipline yourself to write. And you, once you get into the zone of writing, it becomes very natural, and that the information will flow. So definitely that is something that every reader, anybody has to do in life, period, face your adversity. Wow. And, and, and that is so, that, that is a major uh, breakthrough moment when you face it and you really start writing it down. Uh, that's how I really discipline myself to start writing because uh, tragedy struck my life. And I will write about that, uh, like when you said, when you, you, I, I'm ready to work through each and everything. Now, quickly, Miss Faith, like I said, we're going to have you back. Tell us about your other projects. You're a teacher, and you're enjoying right. summer break. Yes. Uh, but you also have some children's books, which I, uh-huh. you know, as a teacher, we have to love children. Quickly tell us about uh, a couple of those projects and give out your contact information. Okay, I know we're pressed for time, so if, if anyone wants to find out more information, I write 
I've written my memoir, but also children's books. I've published uh, seven. The first five set were written with my middle school students. And then the You're last an awesome teacher, poetry. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do. I love what I do. It's a passion. And my seventh book is a book of poetry written by high school students. But my website is www.chpublishing.org. CH stands for Children's Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, chpublishing.org, and these are basically projects that we started throughout high school, just as a way to, as a fourth nine weeks project to kind of test our skills, and it evolved into some something so much bigger than myself and then these students. So, it was definitely a pleasure doing it, and I look forward to doing many, many more. Well, you listen. You've already done a lot. People don't uh-huh. know how how much work and sacrifice it takes to actually go from idea to finished product. We commend you for what you do. Thank you for being a Real Talk sponsor and a real supporter of the show. We're going to have you back uh, to talk about uh, the journey less travel, and also we're going to have you back in November to get us fit for 2010. Oh, definitely. Any last words you want to encourage our listeners with? Yes, uh, three things. Okay. Make it real quick. One, know that there's nothing too hard for God. No matter what tragedy you're faced with, adversity, you can overcome and you can triumph. Number two, please believe that prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. I would not be here had it not been for prayer. And number three, there is life after death. Death mm-hmm. doesn't mean just an accident, just life, death. Anything that you have been separated from, God could reconcile, God, God could heal, wow. and God could refurbish. There is life after death. Thank you so much, Tanya. Faith, your name is no accident, girl. (laughs) I told you I felt chills reading it. Continue to listen. We're going to follow up with you later, all right? Most definitely. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Thank you. If you just joined us, we just finished a fabulous uh, interview with Miss Loretta Faith Harris. Also, I want to real talk with Tanya White's Diamond sponsors. We are set and on deck to uh, chit-chat with Miss Victoria Christopher Murray, y'all have been blowing up my Facebook and my email uh, about this interview. So we're going to take a brief break. In 30 seconds, we will be back to talk to Miss Victoria Christopher Murray. Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Traveled, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your your copy of The Journey Less Traveled today. And we are back. Write that book already. We have had two phenomenal authors give you million-dollar million information. Uh, first, we had Liz Curtis Higgs, author of the Bad Girl of the Bible series. She gave phenomenal information. Loretta Faith Harris gave us some great information about life after tragedy. And we have on deck Miss Victoria Christopher Murray, who is the Essence Magazine bestselling author of eight, count them, eight novels, you guys, including Too Little, Too Late, and A Sin and a Shame. Murray is also the author of Teen Inspiration Series, Divine Diva. She lives in uh, with her family in Los Angeles, California, and Washington, D.C., and her latest book, uh, Lady Jasmine, which we're going to bless somebody with. She has graciously donated a copy, and we're going to give you a little trivia 
So stay tuned, but welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White for the very first time, and I hope not the last, Miss Victoria Christopher Murray. Hello, Miss Victoria. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? I am so excited and so uh, anticipatory about all the great information you're going to give us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Listen, Facebook has been blowing me up with excitement about your appearance, so we're going to get right into these questions. But before we do, I want you to tell our audience in your own words, who are you? Well, I am. I love that question. I am a woman who first loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. I love God above anyone and anything else. Uh, and then after uh, the Lord, I love. I am a woman full of faith. I love my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really, really uh, describes who I am. And you love your readers because you keep pushing out those phenomenal books. I don't know. Where do you find the time, Miss Victoria? Well, it's my full-time job. Oh, but still, where do you find the time? Well, you know, it, 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 you know it, 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 this is my full-time job. Ooh. I write 10 hours a day. I yeah. have, um, I'm editing my book for next year. It's sitting on my lap at this moment. So it's not like I, I do anything else. I'm blessed okay. to, I'm blessed that I am able to write full-time. And um, I, since 2003, have been putting out a book every year. Wow. Um, and it's so funny because people seem to be surprised at that. And I say, well, you guys go to work every day, so that's what I do. I go to work every day, and I write. Wow. Well, you write so well. And I guess I'm saying, how do you let it flow? Maybe that's a better question. We, and that is a good question. You know, um, I always tell people that God would never give you a gift incompletely. Mm-hmm. And I am very aware that my writing is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I was about five years old when I knew that I wanted to write and that God had gifted me with that ability. I was wow. five when I knew that. that is and now I didn't know enough, even as I was getting older, about how it would manifest itself. But I have always been able to write good, which is one of the re- or write well, I should say, which is one of the reasons why I did well in school. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because I was a good writer and as loved a teacher, to read. I, I know that all of the best students love to read, as you say, and love and to love write. to write. Because then you could write any anything, any assignment that I'm given, any paper that I'm told to write, it's not going to look like any ordinary paper. I'm going to write it, you know. Now, were you the the class leader when it came to that? the writing activity? Yes. Okay. I'm yes. a teacher, so I, I'm just thinking, oh, I, w- I want some Victorias in my class. I was seven years old when I wrote a play called Betty and the Witch, and the entire second grade performed it. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. Now, and I always tell people Betty and the Witch was a masterpiece, and the reason I knew it was a masterpiece was because I plagiarized all the masterpieces <laughs> out there. Because Betty and the Witch had a little girl dressed in a red suit, uh-huh. It had three bears. It had seven little people. It had a good witch and a bad witch. It had a fox, um, and it had even music in it. But I, I, I was able to just take everything and just put what I knew inside the pages, the 20 pages of that. Wow. So um, I was given this gift, knew where the gift came from, and God doesn't give you a gift that's incomplete. So it is very easy. And when I say easy, it's not easy in terms of 
It just flows out. Yeah, yeah. But it almost just it just does. I remember hearing Michael Jackson once say that God had put all the songs in his head, mm-hmm. and then it was just his job to get it down. And mm-hmm. I said, aha, that's exactly what he did with me with books. Okay. Um, the books are already inside of me, and God's put them there, and it's just my job to get them out. Wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we have Victoria Christopher Murray on deck, ready to share all this wonderful information. Now, Miss Victoria, let's go back to your very first book, which is going to be a trivia question so somebody can win Lady Jasmine. Temptation, which Essence called groundbreaking. As you was writing that, did you think that you were going to get the call and Essence was going to nominate you for NAACP Image Award and all the great things that came with that novel? Did you think Isn't that, that amazing? No, I didn't. You know, and I remember when I got the call that my first novel had been nominated for an Image Award, and I was so excited. My husband wasn't home yet, and I was just thrilled. And I, I remember the garage pulling up, and I was like, oh, my God, race home. And I ran downstairs, and I said, oh, my, Temptation's been nominated for an Image Award. And he said, of course. Oh, my um, goodness. So it was just something that he expected, but I didn't. He was not surprised. Wow. And uh, I just wrote. You know, I just wrote a novel. I didn't know it was going to be groundbreaking. As I was writing it, it occurred to me that it was different than other novels out there because mm-hmm. it was filled with drama, but it was Christ-centered. Yes. But it wasn't like I was trying to write a different novel. Right. I was just writing what I knew. He was writing from, I felt it. I was, I was reading it. it. This is heartfelt. It's straight from the heart. There's no, like, you know, people try to manipulate uh, stories and characters to make it, like, what's hot now. Yes, and that wasn't, even when I write, even the books I write now, they're not about what the market will bear. Right. Uh, Because if they were, I would not be writing books that are Christ-centered. Exactly. Uh, I would not be writing, because wearing this label of Christian fiction is very, very hard. Yeah. So I wouldn't be doing that. But I write what God has put inside of me, and it comes out, and it's my job to get it out. Now let's talk about, I know as an author, many barriers come when you're trying to write a novel. Uh, what are some of the barriers or, or even self-sabotaging behavior that you had to work through when you first began your career? And it, it's not when I first began. It, it happens to me today. Oh, you know, okay. It happens every day. Uh, you, I, it's so interesting because you, you mentioned it. It's my eighth adult novel. I have three teen novels out. So mm-hmm. the book I'm writing now will be the 12th book to hit the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I am scared every time I write. Yes, I, know. I am very scared. Like right now, I'm editing this book, and all day long I've been saying, "Oh my God, people are going to read this book and say she needs to go get a job." And I say mm-hmm. that with all of my books. And Ms. Victoria, you have just uh, delivered me from something. I'm writing. <laughs> it's just, I always right say now. that. And that is exactly what I'm going through. I'm like, I just might as well throw this up and tear it up. Yeah, and, and boy, the good thing is, is because that's what I wanted to do this morning, and the thing is, is that I have to turn this book in on Saturday. Wow. So what I said was, and which is what I have to say to myself all the time, is, okay, this is what you've written. You've written 470 pages of a book. Mm-hmm. Now you edit it to make it the best bad book that it will be. Mm. And then 
I just edit it, and then my editor reads it, and this has happened all these other times, and they go, oh, my gosh, Victoria, this is a great book. And I'm like, huh? Uh, so it's just that's kind of self-sabotaging myself when I, it gets into my head that the books aren't good. But I also think that's just the devil's trick yeah. to try yeah. to stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do. Because it happens, Tanya, with every single book yeah. that I write that I'm like, oh, my God, everybody's going to hate this book. Oh my and then I'm blessed. People love the books. Yeah. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're having a delightful conversation with uh, Miss Victoria Christopher Murray. And Miss Victoria, we have a caller on deck already with their hand raised from the <laughs> North Carolina area. So we're going to click them on. I know it's one of your fans. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 704. Hey, how you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. This is Mo Stiegel, and I'm actually calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, Mo Stiegel, thank you for calling. From Atlanta. I know we've been on a show together, Miss White. Yes, I remember Spike Spielberg's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to the show, and I, I really enjoying it. And I tell you, uh, Miss Victoria is very inspiring to me because I'm I'm currently working on my first novel, and mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the things you're just talking about, I, I, I go through on a daily basis, staying focused and concentrating. I mean, it's 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 a challenge, but um, I understand that the divine calling of getting this book complete because so many people uh, will be uh, impacted and influenced by it. So I just want to say thank you for uh, sharing your gifts with the world so that we can be continuously be blessed by all the things that God has poured into you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Did you have a question, Mr. Mo? I didn't have a question. I was just enjoying enjoying the dialogue and just wanted to chime in and say uh, thank you because I know sometimes, you know, we can go through our everyday and not really, uh, people not really touch us because, you know, they think, well, hey, I'm an author, I'm a best-selling author, I've won these awards and essence and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, sometimes you just, you just I just want to let the people know that I appreciate them. Well, and thank you. And, you know, that is so important because, Writing can be a, is a, is not can be is a very solitary career, yes. and so you're stuck in your apartment behind your desk and just writing with you and these made up people. Because I know mm-hmm. some of the right. readers think that the people are real, but they are made up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it really feels good when somebody says thank you because it means that okay, I'm doing the right thing, you know. Uh, so thank you. I, I appreciate you calling in and saying that. Thank you, Mr. You're Mo. Continue to listen, and I will be following up with you soon to get you okay. on the show. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this was so awesome, uh, and you are so right, Miss uh, Victoria. It is solitary, and sometimes you—it's <laughs> like lonely. I need to get in the real world, <laughs> get some real yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it can be lonely sitting there with these people that you've made up in your head, mm-hmm. and you don't know if you're writing it the right way or not. You don't exactly. know if it's going how well it's going to be received or not well or or whatever. But I've learned to even though I talk to my, I can talk myself out of it. And when I am um, say, oh my God, I need to go get a job now. I can't mm-hmm. write anymore. I've learned that that's just me being me. That's mm-hmm. just my head being my head, and yeah. I just follow my heart. Well, that is million-dollar information. It's for nobody else for me, Miss Victoria. Now, let's uh, before we get into Lady Jasmine, 
uh, I want to get some writing basics. I know people come to you, email you all the time with these six words. I want to write a book. <laughs> yes. What do you tell them? Give us it's, four it's suggestions. You know, you know, it's so interesting because not only, people email me all the time, but whenever I'm on a plane, you know, you sit next to somebody yes. and they ask you, what do you do? And when I first became a writer, I would say I was a writer, and they would take up all my time, you know. <laughs> and so, because everybody says, I want to write a book, I have a book. And so now when I go on planes, I tell people I'm a minister and no one talks to me. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good trick. <laughs> isn't that a good trick? I can get all my work done. They think I'm working on my sermon, you know, and they leave me alone. They don't want to talk to no minister. Uh-huh. But, um. One of the things I always tell people, if you want to be a writer, there's two things that writers do. Mm-hmm. Writers read and yes. writers write. And I am a strong believer, and, and I mean, I, I preach this. Mm-hmm. You cannot write a genre that you won't read. Oh, my. Let's let that marinate on Real Talk with Tanya White because that's that's exactly what I tell people. You will not, and and when people who who don't read fiction want to write fiction, exactly. their fiction will not make sense. You know, I do editing for Pete. I edit. I, mm-hmm. I love editing because I love teaching the craft mm-hmm. of writing because writing to me is ten percent talent and ninety percent craft. Yeah. And so when I edit, I get a chance to teach. And I can read somebody's book and know that they're not a reader. And yeah. I just finished reading, editing somebody's book who had a really good premise, but everything that could be wrong with the book was wrong. The dialogue didn't flow. The characters didn't make sense. And I just made her go out and read one. I asked her what kind of books does she like to read. She's like, oh, I don't read very much. See? That's and the I first question like, I asked, too. How can you write if you don't read? I am amazed that somebody would try that. So I always tell people, the first thing that they do, writers have to read. They have to read because, for example, I'm not a big romance reader. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would be very difficult for me to write a romance book Mm -hmm. because you have to read the genre you write. And and that does a couple of things. It teaches you and it motivates you. And then I also say writers write. You cannot call yourself a writer if you are not writing. Mm -hmm. And if you're a new writer, I say, and I know there's a lot of writers who disagree with this, but most Right, Eric Dickey and I always say this. If you're a new writer, you have to write every day. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter how much you're writing. And yeah. it doesn't even matter the quality of writing. Yeah. What matters is the discipline of That's writing. I, I wanted to write my whole life, didn't write my first book until 90, 1997. And the reason, the difference between 1997 and 1996 and 1995 and 1994 and all the, the 40 years before, the mm-hmm. difference was in 97, I said, okay, I am going to write one word every day. Mm-hmm. Because I had read an article that said you have to have discipline to write. So there was some times I was working at that time where I would drag home and I would sit down in front of the computer and write, she said, (laughs) and that would be it. But I had sat down in front of the computer. And there were other days when I felt like writing, she said, and whole chapters would pour out of me. And I finished my first novel in three months. Wow. Because there was not a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. I wrote something. Yeah. And that becomes important because if you ever want writing to be a career, yeah. publishers need their books on time. Ex- oh, let that marinate too. 
They need it on time. It's a timeline. There's a timeline, and people are so surprised because I I wrote on Facebook that I just finished my next book, and I'm doing the edits on it now, and people were like, you wrote another book? Didn't one just come out? They don't realize that you have to turn a book in a year ahead of time. Exactly, exactly. So the book that I just finished, and it's it's going in on Saturday, August 1st, it will not be out until June 3rd of next year. The time factor, first-time authors, please know that it takes time. The whole process, from idea to edit to publish to revisions, it takes time. It takes time. Uh, if you want a quality quality book, I've read some books that I'm like, they just rush through this. But yeah. if you want quality, it takes time. And that is so from million-dollar information, Victoria, million-dollar. Well, I think real writers want quality. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I interviewed Terry McMillan once for a magazine, and she said it amazed her that people today wanted to write books to make money because it used mm. to be that you were just a starving artist if you mm-hmm. wanted to be a writer. Uh, if you were doing any of those kinds of things, you the, the thing was you were starving, but you wrote it for the love, the of, love of writing. writing. And I can tell the people who were doing this for the love of writing. Miss Victoria, you made me stand up in confirmation. <laughs> that is so true. A lot of people... People come to me and say, I want to write a book. And the first thing I say, I ask them, what book have you read the last 30 days? And that usually tells me. Then I say, why do you want to write a book? If you can't tell me, if I don't feel any passion, then I automatically know it's for the money. And, and then that book will never be good. It, it, it will never be. be good. It, it, it will never. It will um, never. It will never be good. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Victoria Christopher Murray. Uh, just awesome information, and you have been gracious to donate your latest book, Lady Jasmine, which gets uh, constant reviews on Facebook and all the social media. I know, networks. I know. I am on, and uh, first of all, I love the cover. <laughs> you know what? That is a first lady. Quinn you know is what's the first lady. This is the first cover that I had anything to do with. Wow. Usually. Simon Schuster does such an awesome job mm-hmm. of my covers that when they send me a cover, I'm always, oh, this is wonderful. But this cover that they sent me, and it wasn't not this cover, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And um, blessedly, I guess now with my eighth book, they were like, you don't like it? Oh, no, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let me tell you about the black church. Exactly. And this is the first lady. <laughs> I said she's yes. going to have on the biggest hat and the biggest, biggest bling. Yes. That, I saw that. that was. I said that is first lady. That is first lady. You should see what they had in the beginning, but they had no clue. And it was really interesting because even my agent was like, oh, you don't like that, Victoria? I love the cover. I was like, no. That, it, it looked like, it was the, first of all, the cover looked more like an urban book, the one that they had. And the girl looked like she was 23 and she had on mm. dark shade, and it just was not working. And everybody loves this cover, and I have to give it to Simon & Schuster because I said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what do you want? And I said, let me tell you about the black church. I described mm-hmm. it to them, and they actually went out and they did a photo shoot. Normally they'll just use um, stock you know, mm-hmm. uh, get a stock photo. But they actually did a photo shoot. They asked me to choose the model, 
and wow. I give them a lot of credit because uh, they really went after me. And everybody loves this cover. This um, I said this is uh, this is first. That's exactly what I said. Love the cover. But before we get into the next question, we're going to give one of our listeners right now a chance to win this awesome book, Lady Jasmine. But we're going to have to work for it. I'm going to give a trivia, and we're going to take you back to Temptations. So if you're listening and you read Temptation, you know that Kyla Blake was the main character in the book Temptation, and she was married to Jefferson Blake, uh, her college sweetheart, and they had a happy marriage for 16 years into drama struck. I want to know Kyla's maiden name, if you know Kyla's maiden name. Oh, girl, that's a hard one. I had to think for a minute. <laughs> we don't. We like. We like giving away things, but we want people to work for this. Oh, I know lady. that's right. And you Jasmine. know, and I think I think I know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know it because I got the Temptation book right here. It's one of two names. I won't say it, but it's one yeah. of two in my head. Listen, you call three four seven two one five six four four six. Press the number one, and if you know Kyla Blake's maiden name, uh, the character from Temptation, you will win Victoria Christopher Murray's new book, Lady Jasmine. Now, Victoria, let's get into this Lady Jasmine with this awesome first lady cover. (laughs) What inspired you to write this book? Well, you know, I, um, I come up with my book ideas first. Okay. So I come up with the ideas, and then I develop characters to tell the story. So I had an idea, and this book was actually going to be a mother-daughter story. I had the idea of a first lady of a church being blackmailed mm-hmm. for having this secret, um, this this thing that she had done in her past. Mm-hmm. And she was a, this, the the character that I had first wanted to have, Um, didn't want her husband to find out, and she didn't want her teenage daughter to find out. Mm. And then when I told my editor the story idea, she was like, oh, that'd make a perfect Jasmine story. Mm. And I said, no, it wouldn't. Mm. And she said, yes, it would. You're too close to it. Just kind of step back. And I was a little annoyed with her at first because (laughs) I didn't want to write another Jasmine book. (laughs) Um, But it turned out that my editor was absolutely right. That was Mm -hmm. the perfect Jasmine's story. Mm. It was perfect for this character who who started in temptation, mm-hmm. and um, she's grown as a Christian, mm-hmm. but she always goes back to her old ways when she gets mm-hmm. in trouble. Isn't that so relevant? It's so relevant. It's just what we do. It's so relevant. Wow. So you said no, and you and 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 as a as a writer as an author, sometimes we get those stubborn blocks. And like you said, that's why it's so important to have good people around you to tell you to step back, think about it, and move forward. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, how long did it take you to write this book? It takes me about a year to write my adult oh, books. Okay. And it's not a uh, a whole year of writing. Right. A lot of it is just the marinating. Like, I already know the book that on Monday I will start outlining for 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I oh, already look, know. That is uh, so important. A lot of people don't know the planning of projects either. You're just not going to get an idea and it's going to. Yeah, you're not going to get an idea. You have a little thing that kind of festers, and it has to, you need to stew it, put it in the pot and, and let it simmer. 
mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of things will come up. And and see, the reason that you have to spend time with your characters and your mm-hmm. a book idea is because the characters are like friends. Yeah. And the longer you spend time with them, the more you know about them. Mm-hmm. And so I can always tell someone who has rushed through a book mm-hmm. and knows nothing about the character, because when I'm reading it, I know nothing about the character. Mm-hmm. And readers can only get out of it what you put into it. Can you repeat that, Miss Victoria? <laughs> readers can only get out of it what the writer will put into it. Okay. And so if a writer is only going to put two weeks into it, mm. that's what the reader's going to get out of it. If the writer is not going to put their whole knowledge of the character or spend time with the character to put down on paper, the reader is not going to get that. Mm -hmm. So these people who feel like they can uh, write a book and they don't have to put a lot of work in it, they want to just get the money, and then they gave it to their friends and Pookie told them that it was good, (laughs) Uh, you know, they're going to get their feelings hurt. Yes. Now, you say you do a lot of edits, too. Um, Yes. Now, when you edit some, even you've been a best, national best-selling author, Essence called your, called your uh, work groundbreaking. Do you get when you say you need to go and work on this and you give people editing advice, do you get the huffy, puffy, she don't know what she's talking about? This Not is at it. all. You Not don't? at all. I, I choose only one editing project um, a month. Oh, okay. Only one a month. And so I choose, I am blessed enough to have enough people who want to come and have me do their work. And then I choose, and most of the time I interview the writer first. Wow. Your stories don't matter as much as who you are. Wow. And um, especially the last two projects I did, both young ladies have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. But, Tanya, I know for a fact how hard they're going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from what I interviewed with them, how I interviewed them. Mm-hmm. And one young lady, she had not been a big reader, and so I said to her, here, read this book, mm-hmm. and gave it to her. She had finished it the next day and told me everything in the book and what she learned. I could not believe it. I said, this is a person who is dedicated to it. Wow. So that's a good tip, especially when, because uh, I get bombarded all the time. So you have to be choose. Your projects. Yes, you have to choose energy. your projects carefully. Yeah, yeah. Or else you will get the huffy people who said oh. that Pookie told them that it was good. Yeah. I don't get a lot of people telling me that because I have credibility. So if I'm yeah. telling you it ain't good, yeah, it ain't good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm not telling you, and you've paid me this money, so mm. you are going to get the absolute best of Victoria Christopher Murray. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that must have been a hard question, Victoria. People must be looking for their temptation book. I uh, yeah, because I can't even remember. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's one of two names, and I can't. I think I know which one it was, but that's a hard question. Well, listen, we have one just popped up, and let's see uh, the 540 area code, see if they're wanting to answer this question. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 540. Hello. Hello. Are you calling to answer the question? No, I don't know how I actually, I was just listening to the show, not unless oh, okay. I was chosen. Oh, okay. I just got to tune in, so I'm I'm running a little late. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we just gave a trivia question. Do you want me to uh, give you the question? Maybe you know. Yeah. 
It's from uh, the Temptation book. Kyla Blake was the main character, you know, and she was married to Jefferson, her college sweetheart. Uh, we want to know what was Kyla's maiden name. And what was the name of the book? Temptation, Victoria's first book. Um, I don't know. I did not get to read the book. Okay. Oh, yeah, so you'll never guess it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, well, we're going to mute you out, continue to listen, okay? Okay. Okay. Well, Victoria, we're just going to let that marinate with some people. Now, let's go. What are your three favorite, Victoria? That, that's a good question. Um, you know, I always had my one favorite. My first favorite book is Joy. Okay. And there's a couple of reasons why that book is so um, dear to my heart. When I wrote Temptation, I always told people I wrote it on pure talent. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I, then I met an editor, and I really learned how to write. And between in, in between Temptation and Joy, mm-hmm. I took a lot of writing classes. Okay. So Joy was a book that I not only thought was a good story, but I really focused on the craft of it, the craft of writing. So if I had to choose my my three favorite books, it would be Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the second would be The X-Files, uh, because it was with four different women who didn't even know each other. Mm-hmm. And that was a really wonderfully challenging book to write, because it was almost like four different stories, and I had to bring them together. And so four women who didn't know each other, when they met each other, they couldn't stand each other. In the mm. prayer meeting, they almost beat each other up. Mm. Uh, and so I really enjoyed the growth of those characters. Okay. And then Lady Jasmine would be my third because it is so outrageous. Okay. Because of the secret. I, it's a, somebody's blackmailing. And yeah. so one of the things I noticed in the books that I've chosen is Joy has a, a whodunit mm-hmm. and Lady Jasmine has a whodunit. So and so I must like those kinds of things. Mission? Well, I've only written only those two books, and okay. I must like those kinds of things. Okay. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Now, our time is quickly coming gone. But yes, you have I been saw a that. joy. Tell us what's next. We didn't even get into the, the Divine Diva series. I know. Please, team. if anybody has young teens, please go out there. They're, they're, the major publishers are canceling contracts of everyone who's writing for African-American teens, and our teen girls need these books too. So I have a teen series called The Divine Divas. It's just been optioned to become a television show on BET, so please go and and, um, buy those books. And then I am working on editing as I'm sitting here um, my ninth novel, Sins of the Mother, Mm. which will be out next June. And that's all I'm going to say about it right now. Well, the title um, alone also, is if good. people want to read anything about any of my novels, they can go to my website, which is my name, victoriachristophermurray.com, and the first chapter of every book I have ever written is on that website. Wow, victoriachristophermurray.com. Go there, get those books, especially if you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm going to uh, tell all these teachers to get because there is really literally no African-American books in and the then, public and there's, schools. And it's not going to be if, um, because the, the publishers don't believe in these books. They're not selling the way my adult books sell. Mm. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, promote those and encourage people to buy. Before we leave, just give three nuggets of wisdom for expiring writers, people who haven't written a book and uh, have been talking about it for years. What would you tell them? 
Three nuggets of wisdom. Well, you know, what I was, one of the things I said, it's about discipline. So mm-hmm. just go and do it. It doesn't, don't worry about quality or quantity. Because the best thing that God ever gave a writer is the delete key. Mm. And so you don't have you don't have to be committed to those first words that you put on paper, but those first words become your skeleton. It gives you something to work with. So go ahead and do it. And as frightening as it is, know that it is still as frightening to me after having done this for more than yes. ten years full time. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes that that little thing that flutters inside of you will propel you. Yeah. And um, just travel the road that has already been traveled. A lot of people have put out footprints, mm-hmm. and I always say that successful people do uh, what successful people do. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be successful, find people who have been successful, and then walk in their footsteps. Yeah. Um, one of the things that has ha- had helped my career grow out, really grow, was Evan Harris was a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he left a lot of footprints, and he would always tell me, Victoria, do this, Victoria, do that, and there was nothing that he told me that I didn't do, and about a year ago, I said to him, you know, I'm blowing up because of you, yes. and he's like, I know. <laughs> wow! This uh, a mentor spirit. Ah, oh, yes, and that is what's missing. But you know, people can mentor you from afar. Yes, because exactly. Because they leave footprints. Yeah. So successful people do. I wrote what that successful down. Successful people do. <laughs> That's a so, good quote. Yeah, because if you're going to be successful, do what successful people do. Yes. And so those are my nuggets. You know, they we left footprints. Just follow. Um, never give up. It's never too late. Never give up. Be careful who you share your dreams with. Yes. Uh, because nobody can teach you what they don't know. Yes. So if you want to be a millionaire, you shouldn't go talk to somebody who's never been a millionaire. Exactly. Um, you would go talk to a millionaire. So it's hard to, if you want to be a writer, to talk to people who've never written. Right. Um, so you have to go after people who will, who know what you're you're doing and what you want to do. Wow. Million dollar information, Victoria. You have been a joy. Uh I have learned so much and oh, I'm enjoying you you are active on Facebook and all those things and uh, just continued success. We're gonna look out for that B T series and we are gonna follow up with you uh, later and possibly try to get you back. Thank you, you so much, minister, So I know you can bless us with uh uh not just writing information, but for our spirit. You have a great night. And thank we look you, you to too, and thank you for having me. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we have had a fabulous time on Write That Book Already, Liz Curtis Hicks, Loretta Faith Harris, and Victoria Christopher Murray gave some great information. Tune in next week. We're going to have Rhonda McKnight, Keisha Dawn, and listen, you guys, Real Talk with Tanya White is committed always to bring in the best of the best and people are blowing us up trying to get on the show we're working out something to have nene leaks of a uh, real housewives of atlanta they contacted us she has a book coming out august 11th we're trying to work out the date so we're doing big things here we have had a phenomenal day uh return back tune in next week visit tanyawhite.com and remember if you got the right stuff then continue to 
get the right stuff so that you can be the fabulous writer that God has destined you to be. Look, we will see you next Thursday. And if all, if nothing else fails, remember to love and live your life to the very fullest. Bye-bye. Yeah.